Well, hey everyone, look at that. The uh, the camera's a little bit jacked up. I didn't double that, check that. It's all good. Uh, hey everyone, oh, that's gonna drive me crazy. Hang tight. Welcome to Overtime. Uh, fill in for me. So yeah, well, Overtime, we're gonna be talking about how I'm um, going over the message that Ben preached this past Sunday, and it looks good to me. Yeah, we're <laughs> gonna just, uh, I'm, I'll be right there, man. <laughs> So, and Ben has some announcements. I know that. I, I do. I, man. I don't know if we're going to do that first, but I know you do have We enough. are, but I'm still not happy with it. So, we're going to, I'm going to look at the screen. <laughs> Go ahead, fill in for me. So, on this week on Overtime, we will be talking about uh, Ben's message and um, how I already said that, did I? Yeah. So, so. <laughs> we, hey, we just started the stream. Welcome. We are glad that you're here. Uh, you can't tell that we've been off for a month, can you? Camera's all jacked up. I'm running around. It's awesome. If you were joining us, uh, I don't think... Well, actually, we do have some people that are joining us live, so thanks for joining us live. Um, and if you are catching this later, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah. This is, as Mark started to say, so well. Thanks for filling in. <laughs> I wrote so well. All of this is unscripted, <laughs> folks. Um, this is Overtime, where we get to do a little bit deeper dive into the weekend message. This past weekend, we started to actually wrap up our series that we've been in for, uh, it was actually 68 weeks. Yes. So in July of 2020, we started a series in the book of Luke. We've done a ton of different sub-series, but all of them have been traveling through the book of Luke. I don't know why, but I'm out of breath. You did a lot of back and forth, back and like forth. Like running them back and forth to the camera. But uh, anyway, sorry. That's, that's a few ADD moments there for you. Those are all free. Um, so we started this journey back in July 2020. Done a ton of different sub-series, but all working through the book of Luke. Well, the last two weeks of that series were this past Sunday and then this coming Sunday on March 20th. So as we started to prepare for Pastor Bob, as most of you are probably aware if you're watching this, we did have a, uh, a a selected candidate come for kind of the final determination of whether they would become the next pastor of the CLC. He was voted in. That was on February 27th, and he'll be starting with us on March 27th. So basically what we, Christian and I, felt is that as we were kind of gearing up for Pastor Bob and his wife Liz to join us, we wanted to kind of try and put a bow on the series. There were still about four chapters of Luke that we could continue, but we just felt like as Pastor Bob comes, we wanted to be able to give him the opportunity to communicate what he felt like God was calling him to communicate. So Christian and I have been trying to work through that. Is that thing moving still? I feel... I think it's good. Uh, I think it's fine. You know, but... I'm not the main I'm not the main attraction. Yeah, I can't do it. I, this is my OCD and my perfectionism right here. It's showing. Is it, is it sliding? I don't know. It's a... Maybe it's a ghost. I don't believe in ghosts. Maybe I'm just not sitting straight, but... Uh, yeah, so with that, we are going to be jumping into the series, service. That's good enough. Uh, yeah, Maybe so just don't look over there. <laughs> I can't. I have to. But uh, yeah, we're going to be jumping into kind of the, the message of what we talked about. For me, this past week, it's, it's two weeks of our conclusion. Um, if you joined us on Sunday, basically, I jumped in. I, I feel like I gave a, a review of where we've been. 
um, just kind of talking about some of the major themes that we see time and time again as we work through the Gospel of Luke. And then also shared kind of, uh, in my mind, why Jesus came. Like, uh, ultimately, it was for the love that he had for us. And we, we looked at John chapter 13. So as we wrapped up Luke, I went to John. But uh, I think that it kind of speaks to God's or Jesus's motive in that. So we're going to get to that. But two announcements that I do want to let you know really quick about. Number one, Easter is coming up, right? So April 17th is away. Easter Sunday. Yeah, it's about four weeks away. Resurrection Sunday, always a big deal here at the church because this is what we celebrate. This is why we exist because Jesus didn't just die long ago and that was it, but he rose again to new life. And because of the life that he lived, we now can experience true life in him. So we are pretty excited for it. There's a lot of different things that are happening here in our church. Um, in the week of, we've got like Stations of the Cross. We've got an Easter egg hunt that'll be coming up for that. Um, there's ways that you can jump in and serve. So I want to encourage you to check out clcfamily.church slash Easter, and you'll be able to see all the different ways that you can jump in, that you can get connected. If you have any questions, you can kind of contact us through that. But that is one of the things that we are excited for. Um, and then, dude, do you have anything at your church happening that you want to plug? Uh, let, you think about that and let me say yeah. the next one yes. and then I'll throw it back to you. Um, so the other thing is that if you are interested in helping our kids ministry, they are specifically looking for small group leaders. Basically, on a Sunday morning, as all the kids come in, they do first through fifth grade, they do kind of a, a large group opening. And that goes for, I think, about 15, 20 minutes, if my timing might be off, but they, they go for a little bit of time and then they will go and break into smaller groups. What they're looking for is small group leaders that would help lead those groups. They're broken down into like age groups. So you'll have the fifth graders and somebody else will have the fourth and third and second and so forth. So, forth. so if you would be willing to lead one of those groups, I think all of the materials and content is kind of provided for you. You just have to kind of lead that discussion for about 15 to 20 minutes and then help with the dismissal process. So that is it. It's honestly not all that much. Megan makes it easy for you. So if you are interested in helping, I would encourage you to contact Megan, our children's director, and she'll be able to get you plugged in or at least answer any questions that you have. And yeah. that's his wife. Yes. So you can just say no, Megan with one N, not two. Yes. That's the a, one N, Megan. That's, that's yes. really good. Megan with one N, <laughs> because there is two Megans yeah. on staff. One of them has two N's. Yes. And the one with one N yes. is the one you want. So anything that you want to share about your church and, and Easter, or if I messed anything up, you can just correct it now too. <laughs> I think that's the, I mean, with the small groups, I think that's, from what she told me, that sounds accurate. So, Good. Um, but then I guess with my church, like, I don't know if this is like official yet, but it's like kind of like, we might be doing like a Good Friday, like communion oh, nice. service. Okay. So, you know, like it's a, it would be for Beulah Church, but at the same time, it's like a communion is for every yeah, sure. believer. So, we'll, um, so with that, if y'all want to go to a, a Good Friday slash communion service, um, Beulah might be having one. I don't think we have finalized it yet, but I think it okay. at least has been in the talk. So I might get in trouble for saying this. I don't <laughs> know. We'll find out. Um, so, yeah. But with that, I I am Mark. Uh, I've, been, I've known Ben for... Gosh, years. Years. We go back. Uh, since I was in, like, a freshman in high school, basically. Yeah. Um, go back well, all back then. And so I know this guy. Yeah. Too yeah, he, he needs more friends. If he can help him out here, that would I be know. Great. Hashtag friends, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm a, as we just said, I'm a pastor at a 
Beale Baptist Church on 896. I'm the pastor of student ministries. It's my fancy title. But I basically have to say it's a like glorified title for a youth pastor, in all honesty. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's who I am. And I, my wife is Megan Price. She's the church ministry director here. So, yeah. Yeah, I do want to see uh, Victoria just saw your comment here on YouTube. Uh, thank you so much. We will be praying uh, for, I think you said, yeah, your father. Um, she just is asking for prayers. Her father fell on ice and it sounds like she, he needs some surgery for that. So um, let's just pray right now really quick, like if, that, if that's okay. So Heavenly Father, um, Lord, we thank you that you see and you know all things. And so Lord, right now as we see this request that is just kind of popping up online as we go live, Lord, I, I pray that you would be with Ed, uh, that you would just guide the hands of the surgeon, Lord, that you would just move in a way that only you can. Um, Lord, we don't know the details. Uh, we don't need to know the details because you were the great physician. And so, Father, we ask that you would mend Ed, uh, that you would be with Victoria, that you would help her uh, and her entire family to have peace in this moment, that they would experience the, the peace that only you can provide. Uh, thank you for this opportunity that we can just simply pray for Ed. Um, continue to be with him and allow us to hear a positive report of how you've moved and worked. Uh, so, Lord, we ask that you would be glorified and you would be in the midst of this situation. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 That is, I, th I think, a first for us here. But thank you, Victoria, for letting us know that. Um, please keep us updated. You can also go and fill out a connect card on our website, clcfamily.church slash connect. If you want to give any more updates or if you want that to be officially listed to our prayer uh, prayer chain is kind of what we call it. So we have some people in the church that pray specifically for the requests that come in. If you would like that to be added there, we would love to have that there. So yeah, with that, we are going to go ahead and kind of jump into what we had been discussing. And so um, I don't know, like, we'll just jump back and forth. Yeah. If, if we take the full hour, we'll take the full hour. If, if we don't, that's okay, too. Either way, we'll be, yeah. we'll be good. Um, but basically, we are wrapping up this series. So do you even remember two years ago, like if July of 2020? Oh, and then on top of that, it, this past Sunday was also like the two-year mark of when COVID first yeah. impacted. So yeah. it's, man, it's been a crazy and wild Two yeah. years, right? Like I, I will say this. One, I barely remember what I did yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm the same way. So, but two, I do remember at least the COVID thing because yeah. Yeah. the only reason for that is because this was the week where I went to go pick out Megan's engagement ring. Oh, was it really, yeah. dude? Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it was like, like I went, like, the Thursday um, of my spring break, I went to go pick okay. it out, bought it. And then the um, world shut down. And then the world shut down. So, I was like, <laughs> try <laughs> Try to say like, did well, you like, I cost it. Did so. you have it in hand, or were no, no, you like it, waiting for it to come in? I was waiting for it to come in. So like, but then COVID just made it take longer oh to come in. Oh my gosh, dude! Did that change any of your like plans of? Well, I was gonna... originally planning on proposing the Sunday after Easter. Okay. So I didn't, but I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm married now, so it doesn't yeah, matter. It, but it worked out. It two worked years out. later. God is still good. Yes. But, but yeah, I think that that was. I feel like that was the impact for COVID. Like yeah. so many things changed. And it, I feel like it changed overnight, yeah. right? Like, so it just feels yeah. like it's been a crazy couple of years. Yes. Even as we look at this series. Guess, uh, yeah. yeah, even as we looked at this series, man, it, it's it, it's been a long time. So 86 weeks, I actually did the math. So it was 86 weeks, uh, which equaled one year, seven months, and 22 days. That was about 19 months and change. Um, 
or 602 days. So if you think of all of the changes and the transitions and all of the things that have happened, um, it's been a wild journey. Even for us at the Christian Life Center, there's been a lot of different staff changes with Josh receiving his calling and, and moving down to Florida. And now we look forward with anticipation and excitement for Bob and Liz coming. Like there's just been a lot of transition for everyone. Mm -hmm. I feel like in 2020, everybody did what they needed to, uh, to kind of figure out this new world. And then in 2021, changes started to happen, right? Like if you weren't kind of reevaluating or refiguring things mm -hmm. out because everything changed, it almost just seemed natural yeah. that you were even changing uh, as an individual as well. So, and it seems, I hope that we're kind of through that season uh, of change, hopefully a little bit more normality, but at the same time, I'm not sure what normal is anymore. So I feel yeah. like we're, we're living into our new reality. And so, um, like I did say with Bob coming, we wanted to kind of put a bow on this series to kind of wrap yeah. it up and just prepare for whatever God has in store to communicate through Pastor Bob. So we're, we're excited for that. And what I did basically this past week as a kind of a review is just simply went over some of the, the lessons uh, that I feel like showed up continuously in the book of Luke. So uh, for me, I kind of divided it into three kind of points or sub points or thoughts or ideas. Uh, and I'll just share the overview. Maybe we can yeah. jump into the nitty gritty yeah. in a bit if there is nitty gritty. <laughs> um, and, and basically the three thoughts were one, that the kingdom of God had come, right? Like, so Jesus came by his birth here in this world, on this earth, uh, the, the king of the universe, like the king that created all things, the God of the universe stepped out of his throne into this earth. And in doing so, he established his kingdom. And, and we talked about some of the, the differences in that, such as, uh, you know, Know, people didn't think that the kingdom would be what it would look like, right? Like the kingdom of God seemed a little bit backwards to people um, and it didn't quite look the same. Um, uh, it starts small and it continues to grow. Um, it looked different than expected. So uh, we talked and worked through that. The second point that I kind of made was that Jesus was the Messiah. Like, and if you had been with us for any amount of time, you had already heard this, <laughs> right? Like, because this is something that as Luke writes, man, it comes up time and time and time and time again. It's almost like Luke is confronting you with you having to make a choice that either Jesus is the Messiah or he's not. And you were confronted with making that choice, whether he is or not through this eyewitness testimony, through this kind of uh, investigative journalism that Luke has done, like mm. you were confronted with that time and time again. And then the last point that I made was that Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. And that was basically, you see that in Luke chapter 19, verse 10, it's the story of Zacchaeus. And that was Jesus's exact words is that Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. And there's so much like good news just in that simple sentence. Some say that that is kind of the entire theme of Luke, if you will. But Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And I feel like where we wrapped it up was looking at, at John 13. Because I wanted to try and answer the question, well, why? Right? Like, so Jesus came to seek and save the lost. But why did he do that? And the reason that he did that was because of his incredible love for us. I don't think that you can read through the gospel of Luke and not see this incredible 
amazing self-sacrificing model that we have in Jesus as the ultimate example that he was willing to lay down his life so that we could be in right relationship. And he did that because of the great love that he had for us. And so we took some time to read through John chapter 13. I do think that John chapter 13 is one of my favorite passages just because uh, it's challenging, but also it's, it's challenging because I struggle with a lot of the things that Jesus, it feels like, did just so easily, right? Like loving others and serving others and putting others ahead of myself. Like that's that's something that most of us struggle with. But Jesus, that's why he came. And so he modeled love. He modeled self, uh, self-sacrifice. He modeled servanthood. And therefore, he modeled leadership to us. And so we were able to kind of end in John chapter 13, um, and we might get to this, but uh, I love that Jesus says, uh, well, I'm sure we'll get to the verse, but in, it's the kind of the, the main verse that I wanted to look at was 34 and 35 in John chapter 13. Uh, it says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Jesus was saying the very identifying mark of you being a disciple, of you belonging to Jesus, is the fact that you will show love to others. And so that was really the main point um, that I wanted to kind of dive into. So that was kind of the overview. Um, If you are joining us live, I'd say that if you've got questions, you want to ask them, you can go ahead and let us know. I didn't check, but let me check now. Uh, if we've got any overtime questions. Nope, I don't see any there. So uh, Mark and I will just kind of jump in and discuss it as we do. If there's any live questions, we'll we'll get to those as well. But um, yeah, we're glad that you're joining us. So Mark, any thoughts? <laughs> just the way you said that. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's all good. So, you know, it's a, it's a fun time. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> so as always, um, for the like, of all the other times I've done this with you, um, I feel like I always have to ask one fun question, basically. Great. I love them. Um, so, because you, you said that Luke, like, continues to repeat these, like, yeah. themes, like, over and over, yeah. like, because repetition's key. Right. So, like, my question to you is, like, has anyone ever, like, oh, yeah, um, have, you ever, have you ever been called out for repeating something? Or, like, has anyone ever got annoyed at mm. you for continuing to, like, say the same thing over and over again? I, I'm gonna answer, or, like, talk about the same thing. I'm going to answer that in two ways. I'm sure that people have gotten annoyed. <laughs> have I gotten called out on it? I'm not sure. <laughs> I guarantee that there's some people, probably even from Sunday, like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. Like, we're going to talk about this again. Like, And I really did struggle this week, like... Uh, every week in staff, we have staff meetings here at the church on Tuesday mornings. And uh, there's usually a question just kind of like, hey, what was the challenge? What was the difficulty or or whatever? Um, one of the questions this week was, what was your most, uh, what was the most challenging thing from this past week? And it literally was landing this plane. Like I had four different messages in my mind before we got to Sunday morning, right? Like In my mind at first, I was like, hey, let's look at Peter when Jesus, and I even mentioned this on Sunday, when Jesus kind of uh, reaffirms Peter, like he reinstates Peter with saying, Peter, do you love me? Then feed my sheep. Peter, he asked him three times. So it's kind of the reinstatement of Peter after Peter's denial. Like I was going to do that and I was going to focus on that. And then I was like, no, no, no. I need to focus on the main thing of, of the fact that Luke is talking about Jesus is the Messiah and he's pointing to Old Testament passages and he's, it's specifically in the first three chapters, he references the line or the the house of David um, uh, showing 
that Jesus is, is in line with David. And this would kind of show that he was in the lineage and house and line of David. And so, man, I struggled so much with what I was going to say. It literally changed. I don't even remember what the third rendition of my message was, but it came out <laughs> as this was it. So the, there was some recap and, and review. In fact, I didn't even plan on spending as much time in the review as what we did on Sunday. I just kind of I said this to, to Mark before we started. I feel like I kind of got up there and just winged it, right? Like, which is not something that I like to do. I like to be prepared and have a plan. That's, what, if, you, that's what you tell the congregation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of yeah. winged it. Yeah, it, I feel like I like to be prepared so that if the Holy Spirit does want to move and bring me in a different direction, that I can always kind of come back and know where I'm going. But I just felt like as we dove into it, it was, I just wanted the Holy Spirit to prompt and to guide. And I'm praying and hoping that you received and you heard whatever it is that God wanted you to hear in that. Because what I recognize is that there's some people that have journeyed with us for the entire uh, 602 days, right? Like some of you have heard all of it. You've been a part of it. You've maybe not heard every single message, but you've heard these lessons that we've talked about. And then also I recognize that some people are just joining us for the very first time or the second time or third time or on Sunday, or they haven't been there in a while. So I, I, yes, I think that people have like probably gotten annoyed at me, both in personal life of just kind of saying the same thing, I'm sure. Um, and then, but I'm not sure if anybody's really called me out on it. Like, I can't think of a time that anybody's been like, hey, you know, you say the same thing over and over the my my wife did ask me before she was my wife we were dating and she did ask me and she this was her subtle way of asking me a question that was like ouch um she she said do you feel like you have to talk all the time and as we were dating and i was like ouch that hurts <laughs> and so now i just say well if you had spoken in the first three months that we were dating maybe i wouldn't have had to <laughs> anyway that that, wow. had, that had nothing to do with anything we were talking about so love you hope <laughs> We'll go home today. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She, she knows all about this. Like, we've talked about it numerous times. Gotcha. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know yeah. if that really answers it all that well, but I'm sure that there's people yeah. that have been kind of like, oh, boy, here we go again. Because I do think that in, in repetition is is the way that we learn, right? Yeah. Like, you, you just generally, as you hear something more, it, it tends to stick a little bit more. So I think that Luke intentionally does that, and Luke is constantly thinking, of his readers who are Gentiles, not Jews, and he's thinking of Theophilus, like the, the stated purpose of writing this book of Luke is so that Theophilus, this most excellent Theophilus, which it probably means he was some type of a Roman official or person of honor, um, just because that title we do see, and I think it's in Acts 23 and 24, Peter or uh, Paul uses this most excellent title as he talks to um, Pilate, or who is it? Uh, it's Festus, and um, when he's addressing uh, Felix and Festus. So that, that probably means that he was some type of a Roman official. It has even been speculated that the Gospel of Luke, as well as Acts, could have been kind of Paul's defense or like the, the eyewitness account of what happened with the spread of, of, of Christianity. And this was maybe something that was brought up at Paul's trial in Rome, but we're not entirely sure. So that's kind of a thought and a theory, um, which could carry weight, but I guess we won't know until we get to heaven. Cool. Yeah. So. It's okay. So I, I got like three main questions. All right, basically. man. All right. So you mentioned, well, and also if you 
um, listen to the sermon on Sunday. Yeah, and we um, always encourage you to start yeah. there. So if you if you haven't, you can always pause and come back to this. Don't listen to us right now. You haven't listened to the sermon. <laughs> yeah, we always encourage you to start there. This is always hopefully the second part yeah. of that, um, kind of the building yeah. block. But sorry, yeah. continue. Um, so we're in the book of John for this past sure. Sunday. Sure, sure. But as we all finish up the series of Luke, so just I'm I just curious. I don't see like, a problem there. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> so it's like, why, like, like I, I feel like I have an idea why, but sure. it's like for like people that might also I think be, that's a great why question. Why John sure. should happen wrap up Luke? Yeah, dude. So I think that's a great question. And this was even part of what I was like wrestling with of going, okay, there's four chapters in Luke that we haven't quite yeah. got to yet. Should I just find one of the passages and preach on that? And it was, it was just complicated because as Christian and I kind of sat down and worked through it, uh, we knew that he was going to take kind of the, that final passage. It's, it's chapter 24. He was going to break that down, a pretty significant portion of that. So what that left was, okay, there's one week left. And then honestly, what I struggled with is I didn't know which one. How do I pick one of these chapters? Because I, I have the gift of gab, right? So even now, one question becomes like 10-minute answers, right? So I'm going, how do we figure out like... How do I take one passage and then what do I point at? Do I point at the death? Like, do I point at the resurrection? Do I point, like, there's so many different things that I could could point to that it was a little bit overwhelming for me to look in the Gospel of Luke to go, which one do I emphasize over the other ones? Knowing that Christian's going to kind of look at chapter 24, I didn't want to do anything in chapter 24. Oh, that was the third option, actually. I was looking at kind of the beginning verses on the road to Emmaus. These disciples, after Jesus is resurrected, these disciples have this conversation on the road to Emmaus, not knowing it's Jesus, which... I, it blows my mind, but they didn't know that it was Jesus until they break bread with him. And then all of a sudden they go, wait a minute, that's Jesus. Jesus disappears. Like he was just transported like from one place to another. Or what's the, the Star Trek thing? Transported? Um, beamed. Um, yeah, beamed up. Whatever yeah. that. I forget what yeah. they call that. But whatever. So Jesus is just gone. And then, like, and then they recognize that they've been with Jesus. And so they run back and they tell the disciples. So I was, I was just really struggling with what it was that I should cover until I felt like I was going, well, why did Jesus come? Like, so I didn't want to try and ac- answer the question, well, what do we do with what we've learned? I wanted to try and answer, what have we learned from Luke so that Christian could answer, what do we do with what we've learned? So I, I felt like I was going, so what have we learned? We've learned these things, but why did Jesus do this? I think it's important to see the motive behind it. So that's why we went specifically to John chapter 12. And what happens is that Luke gives kind of a very broad overview, right? Like it's it's not the very detailed description that we find in John. So Luke kind of records the accounts of, in these last four chapters, of Jesus' week, this this Passion Week or Holy Week. He records kind of briefly, but when you what you see in John is a little bit more of this these intimate moments, like between John 13 and John 15, where Jesus is hours before his death, and he's talking and discipling his disciples and giving them his final instruction. So it's kind of this this intimate setting, this intimate conversation, and this is kind of his last words. Like that was one of the things that we talked about on Sunday. If you had if you knew that you had a day to live 
you would and you were able to have your friends and your family around you would have probably some deep and meaningful conversations like if you knew you were going to have your last conversation with your son or your daughter or uh, your wife your spouse like I mean I'm sure that at some point you you probably have said what you need to be said but if it was just kind of a all of a sudden you're going to be passing away in the next 24 hours, you're gonna to wanna to have your last lessons and they're going to be significant. I jokingly said, you're not gonna give you know, gardening or recipes, right? You're not g- giving gardening tips uh, unless the passion is really for gardening. Like, but uh, you, you're gonna have these deep conversations and I think that that's what we saw. So, so that kind of, kind of answers the question. Uh, I really did struggle with going, man, how do we land this ship uh, or how do we land this plane knowing that there's so much more? So I wanted to encourage you to read through the rest of Luke. It's only four chapters, chapter 20 through 24. And then Christian five will give, give the final. Yeah, sure. Five chapters. Whatever. Um, you, Christian will give the final uh, message this coming Sunday. So is that what you were thinking? Did you kind yeah. of think that? Or yeah. did you have a different thought? Because no, if there's a deep theological thought that you had, that was my thought. <laughs> no, 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 that, that is basically like kind of like... Yeah, you expanded on it, yeah, but like, yeah, I thought it's just yeah. kind of like John said it more succinctly than yeah, right. how Luke, because like, yeah, because I saw I was yeah. looking through like the last few chapters of Luke, and yeah, he it's, does it. It's, he, a, it's just kind of a it's brief. Just, it's more spread out. Yeah, but John does do more succinctly. Like, yeah. Get straight to the point. And John was the last gospel that was recorded, right? So John, probably in his old age, has probably seen Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Like he's seen these reports. Critiquing them. <laughs> Maybe, who knows? <laughs> but in my mind, as I look at specifically John 13, I wonder if John is kind of in his old age reflecting back. Like, because even, even that verse, like I, I love the beginning of it. Let me flip to it. It's uh, John 13. Uh, three, I think. Yeah, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. In my mind, I picture John, just older, reflecting back on that scene going, man, God knew what, Jesus knew exactly what was about to happen. He knew that he had come from God. He was going back to God and that he had all power and all authority. And so what did he do? He picked up a towel. Like, so it, it almost... I don't want to say makes this more dramatic, but it does. It makes this moment more maybe significant when you look at who Jesus was, the authority and the power that he had, and then what he did with it. So John, maybe in his older age, is reflecting back on, man, he had all this power, and this is what he chose to do with it. So, uh, yeah, that was that was kind of the, the idea there. So Yeah, yeah. okay. So then uh, the other question I had was that, so, you're, you're talking, like, the main point you're trying to get at, and correct me if I totally butcher it. Oh, I will. Uh, is that, uh, to, um, it's like that new commandment that he gives us, like, love one another as I have loved you, um, and to, like, serve and to, like, love one yeah. another. Um, so I got that correct? Yeah, yeah. And, like, that was, like, the main emphasis, the main point, correct? Yeah, I feel like that was the application. Yeah, yeah right? the application. So I feel like the points are going, so we've learned that the kingdom of God had come. We've learned that Jesus was the Messiah. And we've learned that Christ came to set yes. us free, right? Like, yeah. so, uh, or Christ came mm-hmm. to say, seek and save the lost, yes. right? So with all of that, I wanted kind of, um, well, what is the application yeah. for us, right? Like, mm-hmm. and go ahead. If you've got more yeah. to that question, I want to hear it. Yeah, so, like, my... The the full question then is like, 
So I feel like we as Christians or as churches can like, we say like, yeah, let's love one another. Sure. But then we don't always like, since like in the Christian world, we yeah. know what that means. Yeah, sure. But for like someone that's like might be new in the faith or like, or maybe not even sure. like, or like is like looking it's like, sure. so what does it mean then to actually love as a Christian versus yeah. like say then compared to loving as like the world or so how is love, so I guess. How do you how, love? Yeah, how right? do you love yeah. like the way that Jesus was attending us to love? Yeah, and that's part of, I think, why you can't separate this this part at the end where he says, a new command I give to you because it's Jesus modeled what you need to do. So Jesus modeled that if you want to love someone, you need to serve them, right? Like, yeah. So you need to consider one another's interests ahead of your own. I know that that's Paul later on yeah. in the New Testament, but like this is what it means. Like Christ didn't, consider himself equal to God. He submitted and therefore he poured himself out as as a sacrifice and served one another. So I think that the answer is whether you're a Christian or not, the way that you love someone, I would say is that you have to look at the very definition of love. Jesus was the very de definition of love. What he did on the cross, sacrifice was love. Like I feel like we know what love is because of what Christ has done. The definition of love is what we find in scripture. The world cannot dictate or tell you what love is because it doesn't know what love is apart from the cross. Like I just firmly believe that in, in Hollywood, in culture, like in pop culture, we infatuate love into this feeling, into this emotion and this butterflies. And, and the Bible kind of says completely different. Like it tells you not to follow your, your heart because it can mislead, right? Like not to follow kind of your emotions because they're everywhere, right? But instead what we do see from scripture is that Jesus modeled love by what he did on the cross, by his sacrifice. And even before that, like he modeled by serving, uh, he modeled what love was by serving others. So I think that as believers, whether you're new or old, what, how do you love others? Serve others. And I think that, that that is hard, right? Like that is not all that easy. It is something that is challenging. It is something that you don't always want to do. Um, it is something that there is sacrifice involved in doing. But if we want to model love the way that Christ did, we, we need to ultimately serve others. Mm. And I think like I, what I'm trying to stay away from is to try and I don't want to say, okay, you need to go, I'm going to make something up here. Your neighbor's moving and you need to go help them. Maybe that might be exactly what God's calling you to do, right? Like, yeah, but like it's not dictated. It's not yes, that's right. It's not, okay, so you, I'm going to go help somebody move. I, I hate moving, but I guess I'm going to help somebody move because I want to serve and love others. Now, I think that when you see a need... If you can do something to meet that need, then that would be loving someone, right? Like if you see a need, do your absolute best to fill a need, right? Like mm -hmm. I think that that is what we're called to. That is how we serve. If that's a financial need, then maybe it's finances that you give. If it's a need of time, then you maybe you give of your time. If it's um, a, a need of uh, just kind of, uh, I'm thinking of all, all of our resources, right? There's some money, time, um, experience, food, right? Like all of these different things. If you see a need, man, we should model our lives after Jesus 
serve those that we can. And if you see a need, fill a need. Mm. So I'm trying to keep it kind of vague and nondescript because I think the reality is, is that for each one of us, it looks different, right? Like if I say, okay, you're going to go help somebody move. If, if you're handicapped and you're not able to do that, you're going, oh, well, I guess I can't love people. Like, not, I don't think anybody's making excuses yeah. like that. But but I'm just trying to keep it more vague and nondescript because maybe for you, if you are handicapped and that's something that you can't do, like you just physically don't have the ability to do that, what other ways is God challenging you? Or what other ways do you see a need that you can potent, potentially help and serve others in? So I feel like that's how I would answer that question of going, man, how do you love one another? I think that it's by what you see Jesus do in the beginning of 13. You love others by serving them. And as you do that, then you are the mark of who you are. The identity of who you are is that you are a disciple, right? And there's more scripture verses in 1 John, which talks a lot about love. Like we know what love is because of what Christ did. But if someone, 1 John goes as far as to say, if you don't love someone, you don't know God. Like it's that kind of, clear as day in first john of going oh that's pretty intense right like it it's pretty bold in that of going we love because he first loved us and we have the opportunity to love others so i think that that's how i would answer that question of going man it starts with service and and that's how we love one another like so i i feel like my desire and my goal is that when I see a need, I want to try and fill a need as best as I can. It doesn't mean that I always can. It doesn't mean that um, I can even be the absolute entire solution. Sometimes it's just helping in part of a need. But I want if I see a need, man, I really want to do everything that I can to fill it. Because I feel like as, as we've talked about and as we've looked at in Jesus' ministry, as he came across people with, with needs, he moved and worked. Right. Like he he healed the sick and the lame and the blind. Right. Like he did all of these things. And it seems uh, I mean, if God had a plan, it, it, we don't know it. But it, it seems almost as Jesus just traveled and journeyed, he made himself available to be able to meet the needs of people. And I do think a big part of that probably is margin. Like, I think that if we don't have margin, then it's hard to see the needs. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't slow down, like, I, I think Jesus was able to travel from town to town, and he he had this ability to be able to see the needs of people. And I think for us, many times we don't see the need because we don't allow ourselves the margin to be able to, to meet needs. At least in my life, that's generally where there's where I'm not able to see any needs at all is generally is because I don't have the time to look. And that's something where, honestly, I feel like I'm trying to do better in, um, or I should say I'm trying to like allow God to show me how to do better in, because I don't think it's on my own merit, but I'm going, God, help me in this, in this season, in the chaos, in the craziness, allow me to still see with the eyes that you give me. Okay, so, good, good, nice. Good, thanks, yes, thanks. A plus, Ben. <laughs> uh, I didn't know I was graded. <laughs> Well, now you know. <laughs> um, so my last question is just like, sure. so, like, it's like kind of like a twofold. Like, sure. Um, well, like, uh, some things that in the message that you studied or like for the message you studied, but you haven't had time to mention. Oh, and gosh. also, <laughs> like, it's a two, like, then also like, well, some like, 
walk away with this, which you might probably just say that, so you might, you yeah. could just ignore that and just, sure. just answer the first question. Sure. I do want to say uh, welcome to Kimberly. Thanks for joining us. We're glad that you're here. Um, as well as, again, Victoria, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll continue to pray. Um, yeah, so, I, man, that's a, that's a great question. I feel like, <laughs> so I feel like part of my process of, of working through messages, generally, I will try and, like, if, it, if it's, so I'm going to teach you a word, uh, exegeting, right? Like, exegeting is where you take a passage of Scripture, and you really kind of read through it, you work through it, and what is this passage saying, and what is it? Um, communicating and what is maybe the deeper meaning there? What is the the Greek or the Hebrew or the Aramaic? What does that say? And like really try and dive. And if if I am exegeting, so exegetical teaching versus a topical teaching where I take a topic and I'm going, let's talk about service. Where does the Bible mention service? And it's got these four different things. I, my preference is probably more exegetical teaching just because I love when scripture, scripture speaks for itself. I don't have to try and interpret because I think that sometimes my interpretation isn't always the right interpretation, right? Like that's the problem almost with topical um, preaching is that it, you might have a misread on something or you didn't get the full context of what that scripture is saying. So you can easily without meaning to take something out of context. Exegetical, you generally are looking at the surrounding passages, you're looking at the surrounding verses, and so you're getting a full level and knowledge of, uh, of understanding. So when I'm, exe uh, when I'm exegeting, I generally try and collect as much information as I can. I try and yeah. like overstudy. I, I like have so much more information than what I need versus when there's more of a topical discussion. It's more of let me search for what I'm looking for in that specific thing. So I, I feel like there's probably less that didn't make its way up except for the fact that I worked through three different versions of this message, right? So I, again, like I was going, well, we're going to, be looking at the fish fry that Jesus had for his disciples as they, you know, went back to fishing and Jesus had fish on the beach for them and they had like the the McFish <laughs> things. I, I don't even know what those things are called. The like McFish sandwiches. Like yeah. this is what he did. They weren't actually, McDonald's didn't exist back then, but um, I don't think it did. But <laughs> Jesus like, so I just feel like there were so many different thoughts, but none of them that I really gathered to be able to bring into the message. So um, there was more thoughts. Like I think one of the things that we could have really parked on is, is as Jesus kind of lays aside his title, basically as he takes off in John 13, as he takes off his outer garments, depending on what he was wearing, those outer garments would have kind of identified him as a teacher, as a rabbi, as kind of this person to follow. And so as Jesus takes off his outer garments, there's, potentially a significance there of going, Jesus is taking off the identity of him being a teacher and somebody that is followed. And he is choosing instead to identify himself with the lowest of slaves by washing feet. Mm. So that was one of the things that I feel like, man, we could have dove into that. And honestly, I have in the past. Um, I think back in 2020, it was obviously before we started this series, I preached on John chapter 13. And that was really kind of the focus of my message of going, man, what do you do when you are the most powerful and the most important person in the room? Because let me show you what Jesus, the most powerful and most important person in the universe did. And he leveraged his title, he leveraged his position, he leveraged his privilege 
to lay down and, and instead of identifying himself as a teacher and all of these things that he could have rightly claimed, he said, no, 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 I choose to identify with a servant, the lowest of the low. So I feel like just in John 13, that was something that we could have talked about. And even on Sunday, uh, I kind of mentioned that Peter, like I love Peter as Jesus kind of goes, hey, here's this new commandment that I give you. And right before he says that, like love one another, you know, by this men will know that you're my disciples. And right before that, in verse 33, Jesus says, uh, where I'm going, you can't go. And then he says this new commandment. It's like this, ah, man, this amazing, incredible, like, wow, that's such a thing. And Peter in the very next verse goes, Jesus, where are you going? Like, I just love this picture of like, Peter missed everything that Jesus was saying because he was like, Jesus is leaving? Like, I don't know if that's the case. Obviously, the disciples on some level figured it out because we see the birth of the, the church and God moved in mighty ways through these men. So they eventually figured it out. But I just think it's so funny that here in this moment that Peter's like, where are you going, Jesus? Why can't I go? And I just, if I was Jesus, I'd be like, oh, come on, really again, Peter? Like we just listen, buddy. You got to listen to me. <laughs> like trying to be patient, but still kind of frustrated. But even in that, Man, Jesus is the ultimate model and the example. And so I think Peter might have missed it maybe there. Um, but also at the same time, Peter was ex like he wanted to be with Jesus, right? Like, and I think that there's even a lesson in that that we can go, man, am I more like Peter um, or am I more like Judas where I wanted something out of Jesus? And when it looked like I, I wasn't going to get what I wanted, I'm out of here. Like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to betray him. Like versus Peter, who's going, Jesus, wherever you go, I want to go. And Peter, you know, we know that Peter, just from the story of, of the cross, we know that Peter denies Christ three times, um, but then Jesus reinstates him. And so I think it's, it's, it's this challenge that we could probably even pull things out of there. And even in the beginning of that, before Peter even goes like, well, where are you going? Um, in Jesus washing the disciples' feet, Jesus says, hey, I need to wash your feet. And Peter's going, no, Jesus, like, you're not going to wash my feet. Like, no, 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 you, you can't. Like, and I wonder even if in that, Peter's going, I've seen what your hands do. I've seen how they've healed the sick. I've seen how they made little mud pies and then put it on somebody's eyes, which was weird. And then it washed and it was healed. Like, I wonder if Peter's thinking like, Jesus, I know what your hands can do. And so I don't want you to wash the dirt and the grime grind and the nastiness off my feet because I know what your hands are capable of. And then Jesus goes, well, if I, if I don't wash you, you won't have any part of me. And then Peter's going, okay, then wash my feet, wash my hands, wash my head, wash me. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready, Jesus. And Jesus, again, kind of explains, and this is what we jumped over. He explains like, you know, those that have taken a bath, those that are clean, don't need to rewash, but their feet. Yeah. And that was a cultural thing. But but I think it's just there's more that we could pull out of there. So uh, those are the things that come to mind right now. I'm sure that there was, honestly, there was many things that I thought of that I had forgotten just in the course of study. Like I was just everywhere in the beginning. Like I just didn't feel like I had a great flow of thought um, until generally my practice is that like all day Thursday, Friday, and then the majority of Saturday, like it, it, I am studying and I just try and batch it together to where it's just kind of solid blocks of time. Um, it wasn't until like Friday evening that I'm like, 
I think this is where I'm going. <laughs> like it just was, it changed just multiple times. So anyway, that was the, the gift of gab. Let me hit okay over here or allow, see what time we're at. We're at about 47 minutes. So any other questions? Uh, I'm good on my end. All right, let me just check to see if there's anybody else that is joining us. Uh, again, thank you for anybody that is joining us live. It looks like we've got a few people watching on Facebook. Uh, we've got a, a couple people watching on YouTube. And then it uh, looks like we've got a few people watching on uh, our online platform as well. So if you guys do have any questions, please let us know. We will be back next week. I know that we took a month off. And thanks, Mark. You were the last one to be up here with me. I know. Um, we did take a month off for overtime. And that was uh, for a couple different things. Uh, it was primarily I was away on vacation um, one of the weeks, uh, I forget what the other week was, and then we had a couple of guest speakers. So whenever we had a guest speaker, we wouldn't necessarily have any content to cover here during the overtime hour, but I love overtime. We'll see where it kind of goes from here. We're excited to wrap up next week with with Christian. He'll be here. Uh, actually, I other one was voting for Bob. Pastor Bob. Yes, that's what it was. Pastor Bob was here. So we had two guest speaker that week, yeah. and then we had Rob Prestowitz join yes. us the following week. So, yeah. So if you do have any questions, I want to encourage you. You can email us overtime at clcfamily.church. You can also call or uh, text or email. Um, well, yeah, email I just gave you. You can call or text 610 610- 869-2140. There'll be somebody there that can either answer that phone call or you, a, a text message service that will get those questions as well. And somebody will respond to that uh, as well. So if you have any questions, it can be regarding the entire gospel of Luke. It can be regarding upcoming message series. It can be just even questions that you're maybe walking with in your faith. We would love to see over time continue. We love to see when you are actually helping us with that information. Um, again, I do want to say, if you remember, we want to make sure that we can keep uh, Victoria's father in prayer as he is in surgery today. So if you can think of that, that would be fantastic if you can agree with us in prayer in that. Um, any other announcements? Yeah, uh, overtime, clcfamily.church. Let us know. We'll be back next week. And yeah, you got anything? I'm good. Yeah. I think I'm good too. So thanks for being here. We hope that you are challenged and encouraged. And uh, yeah, we plan on seeing you next week. Thanks for coming, everyone. See you guys.